and gentlemen, you could have been anywhere in the world tonight, but you're here with us in New York City. Are you ready for a cabinet meeting? You're listening to Hamilton, shot by shot. I'm your host, Brian. I'm your co-host, Rose. And today we're doing the song... The Cabinet Battle Number One. And Cabinet Battle Number One is song number two of Act Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we have clocked this at approximately three minutes and 35 seconds. I forgot to tell where it begins. It begins at approximately one hour, 20 minutes, and 39 seconds when watching on Disney+. Plus. Before we get into the song, I, I wanted to say something about the Cabinet Battle. So it, this is set up to be like a a rap battle like um i don't know if anybody's seen like what's that movie with eminem where it's like they um eight miles and they like rap and talk smack anyways so i mean it's kind of like that so can i just wanted to say like i thought for some reason that this entire musical was going to be like the rap battle when i first heard about it like when it first came out because everybody's like, oh, Hamilton, yeah, huh. it's it's like it's like a rap version of the Founding Fathers, and I'm like, oh, okay, well that's fine. I'm I'm happy for you know for that, but I had no desire to watch that based on that description. Boy, was I wrong. Mm-hmm. And I do like these bits, so that's funny. But I just wouldn't want to watch three hours of this. One thing I noted is, and I don't know if you noticed, Rose, there's no music to this. This is just them. Yeah. Right? They're just talking. Mm-hmm. Well, there's music in the background. Kind of. But not like, yeah. Right. But it, yeah, I guess you're right. And then especially when, like, when we just listen to it on the soundtrack, there's definitely a beat behind it. But I like on the play, there you hear a lot of the jeers from the crowd, you know, the crowd, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is like the, the rest of the ensemble cast mm-hmm. that are kind of assembled for the for the cabinet battle. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. if, if the, Would you listen to, would you watch three hours of just this? No. No, me neither. But I did like when it, I like what they did here. It is a lot of fun. Yeah, me too. Mostly because Lin-Manuel Miranda and David Diggs are really great as their two characters. Wow, you actually said that correct. I was feeling pretty confident when I started saying it and I just committed. What, what do you say we get into the song itself? Because okay. this, this does kind of cover a big topic we've more or less talked about already, so we won't get in too much behind the history of it. It's all about... Uh, assumption, I guess, is will the will the federal government take control of state debt? Mm-hmm. You know, fund the debt. Yeah. Uh, Hamilton wants to do that. He thinks that'll make the the government, federal government, strong. I think Washington's behind him, but he's staying above it and not getting into the fray. And then obviously Jefferson and Madison are against it, which I, I think originally Hamilton thought Madison was going to be on his side, and then he he, he wasn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. Now it's it's all about hey you know let's let's debate it out and figure out which decision that the president will, will support. But I think he can't make this decision on his own. I think this this particular thing has to go through Congress, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, Washington starts out with, "Ladies and gentlemen, you could have been anywhere in the world tonight, but you're here with us in New York City," which is kind of funny because at the time Broadway, the show debuted on Broadway and it's in New York City, so it's like a double meaning, right? What about when they weren't? acting in new york City. well then then it's not a double meaning then it's just literally mm-hmm. <laughs> the meaning about then right mm-hmm. are you ready for the cabinet meeting huh the issue on the table he sets up the issue on the table secretary hamilton's plan to assume the state debt and establish a national bank secretary jefferson you have the floor sir and of course david diggs as, as uh, jefferson starts his reasoning debate and smack talking 
<laughs> yeah. Secre- uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We fought for these ideals. We should send. We shouldn't settle for less. These are wise words. Enterprising men quote them. Don't act surprised, you guys, because I wrote them. <laughs> like I love that. He's like, yeah, yeah. It, it's a little presumptuous to quote your own wise words, right? Yeah. <laughs> but in this in this show, that's something exactly Jefferson would do because he's kind of, you know, funny, right? Yeah. But Hamilton forgets his plan would have the governments assume state debts. Now place your bets as to who that benefits. The very seat of government where Hamilton sits. And then I think he jumps in and says, oh, not true, right? Yeah. But they don't, that's not in the lyrics, but he does jump in and say that. Oh, if it, I wonder if that was improvised then. It might have been. Because it's like that would have, Hamilton would have sat there and just taking, taking, you know, somebody speaking ill of him without interrupting. But of course, yeah. this being a song and, and it's supposed to be designed as a rap battle, he's like, Oh, if the shoe fits, wear it. Like, hey, you know darn well that this is going to benefit the Treasury, basically. And he's Secretary of Treasury. Mm-hmm. So, if New York's in debt, then why should Virginia bear it? Our debt is paid, I'm afraid. Um, don't tax the South because we got it made in the shade. In Virginia, we plant seeds in the ground. We create. You just want to move our money around. The financial plan is outrageous demand. And if it's too many damn pages for any man to understand so he's like hey look virginia's already paid for everything new york that's new york's problem you know what some of these debates still happen today you know like there's there's been stuff where like hey you like you this state is way in debt so why should they be able to get money from the federal government when these other states actually have a surplus you know like it's not fair that's a big thing about it's like what do they call it like he said moving money around it's like uh dist- redistribution of wealth whether it be to individuals or to different states, you know. So, like, all of this is still debated today. Like, it, it just, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Mm-hmm. He says, you know, like he's talking about, I think we'll we'll get into Hamilton's response of, you know, why he's saying why Virginia has a made in the shade. Maybe New York doesn't, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, doesn't, uh, you know, isn't dead a little bit more. But on the, on the face of it, you would go, hey, he's right. Like, why should, if we've paid our debts, why should we pay for your debts, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a bigger plan in place. So, you know, it's it's not that simple. I don't know. I'm not an economist and I'm, <laughs> I, I tend to like Hamilton a little bit better. So I tend to yeah. at least side with him for now. Um, all right. So where do we leave off? Oh, but one thing that Jefferson definitely says, and this is definitely something that happens nowadays, a very simple bill will be put in front of Congress. They'll give them like four hours to read the thing and it'll be like 3,000 pages. So you never know what's buried in there, what, what kind of garbage is in there. And they really shouldn't do that. It's yeah. purposely done to confuse and or just slip stuff in that, you know. Yeah. And that's why they always do like things like, this, and again, this has happened throughout all of time and probably every country as well as the U.S. So it's not exclusive. They go, here's, they'll name a bill called like, Here's the super awesome bill, but then they'll put a bunch of crap in there that has nothing to do with the super awesome thing that they're trying to pass. Yeah. And then when people shoot it down, they go, well, you you must hate super awesome things because you voted against the super awesome thing. And it's like, no, I voted for like the 30 other things that are in the super awesome bill, not the one thing that, you know, they do garbage all the time. It's both sides. And like I said, it's it's everywhere. So mm-hmm. I wish they would just make it very simple, you know? Yeah. yeah. Anyways, we're not here to solve the country's problems. <laughs> I wish we were. I, I know, right? But we're that would take, I think we'd die before I know, that right? Happens. But if they just did, like, did something that simple, make a bill readable for even the congressman to be able to read, 
congressmen and women, congress people, to go ahead congress. and uh, persons, to go ahead congress and read persons? it. Persons? Persons. Yeah. Why not? Stand with me in the land of the free and pray to God we never see Hamilton's candidacy. It's already doesn't want him as president. Look, when Britain taxed our tea, we got frisky. Imagine what's going to happen when we try to tax our whiskey. That's when true. When we try to tax our whiskey? When you. Okay. Try. See, I, I read it too fast. But you're right. Don't tax the booze. <laughs> but yeah, that they do. Like that's one of the things that they. It's called like um like a sin tax. Like anything like like cigarettes and and booze. You know anything that they tax it more. It's like you really don't. You can live your life without like these extra things that are not good for your health. <laughs> Why do people even sell cigarettes for money? Mm, uh, well, obviously money. For money. Money makes money. It still makes money. Even I mean, if nobody's gonna sell cigarettes for fun. Right. It's all about money. So yeah. yeah. There's a lot to be money to be made, even if they ship it overseas. A lot, there's a lot of places that overseas still smoke a lot more than they do here in the U.S., but there's still people that they use all forms of tobacco still. Thank you, Secretary Jefferson. Secretary Hamilton, your response. Of course, that's Washington being the moderator here. <laughs> Thomas, that was a real nice declaration. See what he did there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome to the president. We're running a real nation. Would you like to join us or stay mellow? Doing whatever the heck. Because it's a family-friendly podcast. But it's not a family-friendly show. <laughs> right. Musical. So why is it? H-E double hockey sticks. Oh, my god! It is you do in Monticello. We assume the debts. The union gets new line of credit. A financial diuretic. How do you not get it? If we're aggressive and competitive, the union gets a boost. You'd rather give it a sedative. So that's why they want to assume the debt. You know, it's like, yeah, it gives... Uh, a boost to the economy of the overall nation, which mm-hmm. the whole point is to have a good, strong nation because Articles of Confederation was so loose, it failed. So, anyways. Yeah. A civics lesson from a slaver. Hey, neighbor, your debts are paid because you don't pay for labor. We plant the seeds in the South. We create. Yeah, keep ranting. We know who's really doing the planting. That's good. Like, that's yeah. really, it's like, oh, so you're like, yeah, we, we got our debts paid. Yeah, it's because you're you're not you're using slave labor to do everything. It's, yeah. you know, it's a lot cheaper to do it that way. You're not doing it yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good burn, I think. Yeah. And uh, it makes the, makes the point, so. And another thing, Mr. Age of Enlightenment, don't lecture me about the war. You didn't fight in it. You think I'm frightened of you, man? We almost died in the trench while you were off getting high with the French. I told you, like, he he... Like he abandoned Richmond when when the British were coming. Like he was supposed to fortify it. He's like, yeah, I'm just out of. It. I, I I'm getting out of here. When he was the governor of of, uh, of Virginia. I have a more important question. Did people get high back then? I'm sure. Oh yeah, because um, all right. Well, do you remember watching Young Guns? Yes. Which is like a hundred years later from right now, but yeah. it's still the old West, and they mm-hmm. were doing peyote. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm sure there was. I'm positive there was yeah. <laughs> stuff back then, but but maybe he even meant just drinking, you know. But there's yeah, there's always been stuff. Since it's just when? fun. Well, but again, this is why this is a popular show because we're using modern terms, mm-hmm. modern music, modern actors, even yeah. to portray. I mean, it has to be a modern actor. Well, I know, but you can't you, get somebody who's dead to be in a music. Yeah, but if they if they did this whole music, but I mean, okay, so they're using a diverse ethnic cast instead of like just stodgy old white dudes. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's what I mean. It's like it's more it's more modern and more reflective of what the country's like today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why it's very popular because you know everybody can kind of get behind it. 
so they're using like words that we would use, not the old stuffy old like English that they used to speak. Did they even have words back then? They had or words. They had words back then, but they words had. like that, obviously they had words. I'm sure they then. did, but again, I actually, I mean, I wish like we spoke like they did back then. Like they're very articulate. They're proper. Proper, People yeah. who talk like people do now. But the different, okay, but the difference proper. is these are typically educated people for the most part. And yeah. Like Hamilton, even though he, well, he did eventually go to school, but he was well read. Your average plebe couldn't even read at this time though, you know? So yeah. it's like, you're still going to get like, like we do today. People are going to not speak the proper King's English, if you will, you know, or the Queen's English. But back then, you know, all the writing was kind of like that. You know, most of the writing, I don't want to say all the writing, but of our founders, they wrote wrote and spoke kind of a certain way, a very like aristocratic kind of way. Yeah. Which... Again, it's but it's very difficult to read because we don't talk like that anymore. It doesn't flow. Like if you ever try to w- read the Federalist Papers yourself, you'd be like, Ugh. like I get it, but you have to reread it a bunch of times be- to understand it in modern terms. That's that's why there are tons of books where people just restate the Federalist arguments in modern terms just for people to be able to read it in a a lot better, you know, a lot lot easier, mm-hmm. and not have to think extra about words that mean nothing to us nowadays some of these words aren't even in use anymore mm-hmm. yeah anyways uh, i wonder if like people who talked not as proper but still better than we talk now were like the people who talk not as proper now do you know what i'm trying to say yeah yeah i kind of know like there's people now who don't talk that proper and people who talk normal mm-hmm. um so i was wondering if people back in Hamilton's time, the people who speak like really proper consider the people who speak normal to us are like not proper. Yeah, they probably, yeah. If they looked at us the way we speak now, and I think, you know, you and I are pretty average, yeah. you know, as far as like our speaking ability and, <laughs> and proper use of, of stuff, you know, obviously I get things wrong constantly. Um, I misspeak a lot. Yeah. I definitely don't use stuff in the right context at times, you know. Yeah. And uh, but I'm not, of course I'm not I'm not the worst either. Like I don't add like random s's and r's into words like Washington. I don't say George Washington. Like, Washington. Oh yeah, at certain regions of the country we'll oh say Washington. Um, or uh, what's another thing like uh, that people do? Um, uh, like people say like you instead of like you are like. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Double negatives. Like yeah. that drives me nuts. Me Lots too. of people use double negatives. Mm-hmm. I probably used to use them a lot more than I do, but it sounds so incorrect yeah. to me now that it like drives me nuts when I hear it. But it's still very common. But I will say like that would that would probably drive somebody like Hamilton absolutely bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yes. But they even just the way we're speaking, they would be like cuz like okay, so this is totally off subject, but mm-hmm. I was watching I used to watch Cannonball Run, the first movie all the time. And in the movie, Roger Moore, who was James Bond at the time, was playing an actor who played James Bond. He was he wasn't playing Roger Moore, but he was basically playing somebody who thought he was Rod, uh, James Bond all the time. He even at the cars, they played the music, and he blew by somebody. And everybody's got CB radios at the time, and he's and one of these like trucker guys, like, hey, little silver bullet, that just you know, and he's doing like this like rednecky kind of like. CB talk from like the 70s and 80s and that's when Roger Moore who's a very proper English gentleman was like 
If you'd like to continue conversing, please do use the proper Queen's English or, you know, something to that extent. This guy's using CB talk, like short, like Twitter talk, basically, of the time. And he wants to speak in like the proper, like staged, like Shakespearean way or, or at least in the Queen's English, if you will. You know what so, I really yeah. hate? It's like when people are texting and they literally, instead of saying Y-O-U, they say you. Like yeah. literally the letter U. Or like you are instead of yeah. your. Sometimes I abbreviate, sometimes I don't. I, 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 don't. I can understand I just... it, but yeah. I, I it's like um it's like secretary shorthand from back in the day when people would like what they would used to do is because they type so fast, they they'd use like shorthand typing. Mm-hmm. So then then they go back and and say, Hey, you like let me put it into proper you know, terms so it read proper. But when they're typing, they type it short so they know what it, you know, what it meant. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, let's get back to the song, shall we? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what did we leave off? Thomas Jefferson, always hesitant with the president. Resident, there isn't a plan. He just doesn't jettison. Madison, you're mad as a hatter. Son, take your medicine. <laughs> Darn. Colorful metaphor. You're in worse shape than the national debt is in, sitting there useless as two poops. <laughs> hey, turn around, bend over, I'll show you where my shoe fits. What do you think he means by that? going to kick him in the... Boop. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, I think he wants Don't to stick his uh, shoe that. where the sun doesn't shine. Mm-hmm. That's when, what's his name, is had enough. George Washington. Yeah. The president of the United States and leader of this cabinet. <laughs> steps in and says, excuse me, Madison Jefferson, take a walk. Hamilton, take a walk. We're going to reconvene after a brief recess. And then he's like, he's like, Hamilton? He's like, sir, a word. But what he does is like he's like he's basically explaining to the audience that, hey, we're going to take a break. <laughs> we're going to let things cool off a little bit before. Why do people say a word when they're clearly going to say more than one word? May I have a word with you? It's just a way. It's just a yeah. a, a, a saying, you yeah. know. Well, yeah. Oh, that's when they're singing, taunting him. You don't have the votes. <laughs> like he goes, uh, "You're going to need congressional approval, and you don't have the votes." I love that part. That's the best part of the song to me. I think. Yeah. Because they just they know, even though, like, because this isn't a case where they can convince Washington to make a decision. This is a case where. Congress has to agree to this, and there's a lot of different diverse people in Congress who have competing uh, priorities, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, these guys are leaders in Congress, so <laughs> they're just taunting them. Such a blunder sometimes, it makes me wonder why I even bring the thunder. That's what Jefferson says, because basically he knows that, like, Hamilton just can't, like, he just, like, basically threaten those guys, you know, is what they're saying. So, yeah. And, and that's when being Papa Washington to Hamilton. Hey, do you want to pull yourself together? And he's like, I'm sorry, but these Virginians are birds of a feather. And he's like, young man, I'm from Virginia. So watch your mouth. Like back then, up until at least the Civil War and and maybe even beyond, people were very committed to their state. You know, they were like, I may be an American, but I'm a Virginian. You know, you know, like I'm from, you know, like that was a, you know, like the, the state like pride was a huge thing. Mm-hmm. It's not, this, it's not like that anymore. We're more of a national um united nation yeah yeah united states if you yeah. will <laughs> but um it's still a nation but i like that he's like i'm from virginia man he's like settle down he's like i'm on your side so let's be careful you know let's yeah. say everything about you know that's almost like to me like when um we joke about 
Marines talk garbage about other Marines all the time, but don't you dare let a civilian or um, like an army guy say something bad about the Marines because then we'll all just stick together. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. but anyways, uh, so uh, so we let Congress get held hostage by the uh, the South. He's like, you need the votes. And he's like, no, we need the bold strokes. We need this plan. And he's like, no, you need to convince more folks. James Madison won't talk to me. That's a non-starter. Uh, winning was easy, young man. Governing is harder. I like that part, too. Yeah. Anything with Washington's great. If something's easy, most stuff is probably going to be harder than it. Right. They're being intransig- intransigent. You have to find a compromise. Maybe that'll come up later. But they don't have a plan. They just hate mine. Convince them otherwise. Mm-hmm. And what happens if I don't get congressional approval? I imagine they'll call for your removal. Sir, figure it out, Alexander. That's an order from your commander. So he's pulling like he's pulling the general bit now. He's not president right now. He's general. He's he's giving orders. Yeah. Isn't the war over? The war is definitely over, obviously. But he is commander in chief. You know, he's still mm-hmm. commander in chief. I mean, I want to talk about a little bit of history or facts real quick. But uh, before we do that, what do you think of this song? I like it. Let's rate it first. Yeah, let's rate it. I'd give it mm, a seven out of ten. Mad Hamiltons. Okay, and I'll I'll I'm gonna go. I don't like the rap battle. Like I I like the more music parts of things. Yeah. Better, but I do like the interplay. I like the way that they frame this. So because of that alone, I'll give it a seven point five two poops. My gosh. Seven point five poops. Oh um, my gosh. Do you have any facts you want to talk about before I get into maybe one of mine? I've won before Rose's Fun Facts. There was a third cabinet battle written, but it was cut because of time. And the issue in it was slavery. Yeah, they cover slavery a little bit, just a little bit in this one. And considering, you know, Hamilton was an abolitionist and, and even Washington was a, you know, a slave owner, you would have thought that would have come up more. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, obviously that was a big debate with literally everything that was done at this time. Slavery was always a debate, you know. So it would have been nice if they could have done that. I would have liked to see where it went. But I think I think there was really no, like, plot-wise, there was really no need. So they kind of threw it in here, I think. So, mm-hmm. And they probably throw it in later, too. I don't remember. But if they talk about it in any of the other battles, if it comes up again in two, we'll have to look for, we'll have to watch out for that, too, see if slavery comes up again. Mm-hmm. Maybe if he took some of the lyric or two from that and threw them into the other ones just to just to kind of get it out there i'd, I'd be curious about that yeah so I, the one thing i i from uh Chernow's book i i wanted to um i'm, I'm basically gonna just read it uh well before i do that hamilton mentions uh how bad off uh madison is and we talked about his poor health in yeah. that other another episode so i really won't get into that again but it's referenced here it's referenced in the book just about how how poor how but one thing they did mention is a lot of people assumed at the time that Madison was Jefferson's puppet and Chernow makes sure to be to say like that was not the case at all you know Madison was very much his own man so again highly encourage everybody to read Chernow's book yeah but one thing I was specific to the cabinet battle that I that I uh I just want to read this little passage so I will give credit to Ron Chernow it's on page 321 of his Alexander Hamilton book and basically, when Jefferson arrived in New York, it, they were already in the middle of the debate over assumption, which is exactly what this debate was uh, yeah. on the on the cabinet battle. Calls it a venomous clash. 
it made the the fight that Madison and Hamilton have over what was called discrimination. Remember that was from another episode. I know episode what di- discrimination means. Yeah, but the, the discrimination when it came to finance, not yeah. actually discrimination. Yeah. Um, they said that basically looks civil compared to this battle. So like like as bad as that was, this was worse. Now this is what I wanted to quote. He said Jefferson later categorized it as the most bitter and angry contest ever known to in Congress before or since the union of the states <laughs> like it was a big battle now obviously jefferson wouldn't know all the things that would have happened 200 years later i'm pretty sure a lot of the a lot of the debates you know especially as uh with slavery right before the civil war probably got pretty pretty much worse yeah. i'd have to guess but at the time yeah 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 it was it was very contentious and as as demonstrated by a rap battle <laughs> yeah okay um do you have anything else you want to talk about before we do Rose's fun facts? Um, I have a question that has nothing to do with Hamilton, but I just thought of it. Sure. Um, how come in classical songs there isn't actually lyrics? I don't know. I mean, because a lot of times they just focus on the instruments, I guess. I wish I knew. But, you Why know, sometimes songs people... start having lyrics? I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, they're, they're well, you know, like if you ever watch... Again, I, I mean, I don't know any of the history behind music at all. I'm terrible at music. I just, I'm, a, I'm good at it. I mean, you know, like, like people used to sing songs, they would say, of like deeds done back in the day. And, and, you know, if you ever watch like something, even like The Witcher, which I know is fake, but like there's a guy, a bard, a bard, if you will, and they bring the little guitar and they sing songs of tales that, uh, you know, that, that people have done, you know, stuff like that. So it definitely was songs but there's also it, it, that's a style you know that, that's a style of music and i think people have gone back sometimes and like uh I, this is completely off base but some somebody took all the john williams like superman theme but um i guess it was danny elfman did batman and then um and uh he did lyrics to the superman song and, or the batman song and it's like it's like, and he's like they killed my parents it's like very funny so i mean Anybody could try, you know, like even, even the Star Spangled Banner was a lyricless yeah. tune. No. no. So it the Star Spangled Banner was a poem, but somebody set it to a song that was already like in existence and that became the Star Spangled Banner. Oh. Right. Like the, the way we know it, you know? So yeah, I mean, and it, it can happen anytime. Even Yankee Doodle Dandy, I think, right? They made up lyrics to that. That was from like. This, Yankee Doodle's yeah. from around this time. Yeah. Yeah. Yankee Doodle was, I think, and then they made up lyrics to it. So, mm-hmm. anyways, that's that's it. That'd be an interesting conversation for another time. I know this is a musical. Yeah. But it's funny how little we actually focus on the music. <laughs> and I wish I knew more about it. It's more about Hamilton. Uh, to me, because I think for us, that's our focus, right? We We have a little bit more interest in the history. But also, we just enjoy the show. Do you think Eliza is actually the main character? Based on... Spoiler alert, how it ends? Yeah. I think she could be the main character of the second act, but the main character of the first act it seems like it's more focused on Hamilton. I think it's I think it is Hamilton, but it seems like if you want to jump ahead to the very end, the very very end, it's almost as if this whole musical is because she's the one that's kind of told telling the story. Yeah, cuz if she didn't like make sure he was remembered we right. wouldn't have this musical yeah Chernow talks about that early on about what all the efforts that she made i'm sure he does later i haven't read the whole book yet i'm just kind of going through it mm-hmm. 
but um, it's definitely brought up her impact and what she has done to keep his name and alive and what well, what did I should say she's been, she's been dead for quite a time but yeah, she was I hope I mean yeah. not hope that I mean I'm sad you hope she's, she's dead what well, kind mean, of child are you at this time I hope she would be because that would be weird if she wasn't zombie Eliza that would be interesting oh I think we got a I think we got a sequel to this it's like pride <laughs> prejudice and zombies or Abe Lincoln versus vampires we could do like zombie Eliza what She's going to go around telling everybody's story. <laughs> okay. All think, right. Let's do it. Um, let's write it. That'll be uh email. Find out where Lin-Manuel Miranda lives and go in his right. house in the middle of the night and demand that he makes this. Oh, my musical. goodness. No, I don't know if that I'm not getting arrested for this. <laughs> I'll ask him on the show and we can bring it up then. Okay. <laughs> All right. If we get him on the show, we will ask him to write a zombie actually, Eliza. Do you think if you actually asked him, he would actually make that into a musical? Oh, he wouldn't do it, but uh, maybe maybe uh, maybe someone who's good at parodies could do it, though. Yeah. Maybe a weird owl. Yeah. Well, I don't know, but I won't. We won't throw away our shot. If he comes on the show, we'll take our shot and we will ask him to write a zombie Eliza sequel. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's do that. But all right, let's get into Rose's fun facts and wrap this bad boy up. Bad boy. Yeah, it's a saying. It's all the hip kids say it. Saying. All the hip dads say it. All the dads say it. That makes them seem old. Or classic. I like to call it they call it classic. I don't like that terminology. All right, let's roll. Come on. Let's do it. <laughs> the cabinet battle took place in 1790. That's all I have for Rose's fun facts. Okay. You know what? Actually, I'm sorry. I have a uh, uh, dad's fun facts, Brian's fun fact. I, I'm sorry. I should have brought this up earlier. But the original cabinet of Washington, this is my fun fact, there was only four members of the cabinet. It was not in the Constitution. This is something that Washington made up on his own because he needed help running the government. Yeah. Secretary of State was Thomas Jefferson. Uh, obviously, other people replaced them as time went on, but the the original four, the four horsemen of the cabinet battle, uh, or the cabinet, was Secretary of State, Thomas Jefferson, as I stated, mm-hmm. Secretary of Treasury, one Alexander Hamilton, uh, Secretary of War was Henry Knox, and the Attorney General was Edmund Randolph. Obviously, other pe- people will go on to replace all of them. Well, yeah. In the, in the next, you know, four to eight years. In fact, uh... Everybody but the, the Treasury had three people during Washington's ca- time as president. Treasury only had two. Maybe we'll talk about who replaced them when uh, when we get to that part in the future. Yeah. Until then. Thank you for listening to Hamilton, Shot by Shot. You can find us on social media, of course, at well, yeah. Hamilton Shot by Shot on Facebook, Instagram, and I believe it is Hamilton underscore sbs on twitter i always forget how that one is spelled out because that's the only that's the one that's a little bit different so yeah if you want to reach out and talk to us there or follow the show there find and get our updates that's where to do it yeah after this intense cabinet battle we need a cooling off period don't we rose yes so i hope everybody joins us next time when we take a break break. you don't have the votes (laughs) you're gonna need congressional approval and you don't have the votes such a blunder sometimes it makes me wonder why I even bring the thunder. Boom. Slim Shady, please stand up. Please stand up. Please stop.